Listening to the Vince Quinn Show, weekend overnights on CBS Sports Radio. What a mess. What an absolute disastrous catastrophe that we have on our hands. Yes, I am Vince Quinn with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. When you need an expert to help navigate the home loan process, Rocket can. Um, if you haven't heard the news this evening, here's what happened. Is you had a mess. Early in the day, you wake up to the news that Cam Newton has COVID-19. You go, okay, this is going to be a bit of a problem, right? Because big, high-profile game. Cam Newton and the Patriots versus Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It's a game everybody wants to see. The game's on Sunday. It's one day away. What are you going to do? So you wait and see. You got to figure out with all the testing how it shakes out, how many people from the Patriots are infected. Oh, by the way, it turns out that a practice squad quarterback for the Chiefs is also infected, and so you have to see how many cases are popping up for the Chiefs as well. So when you get all of that news on Saturday, again, the day before a super high-profile, exciting game, and and hopefully a game that would be better than Ravens-Chiefs because, yuck, Lamar Jackson, yuck. Um, You look at the, the schedule and you go, okay, well, you know, still a lot of games. A lot of teams seem to be doing well. Titans are a mess, right? And we'll get into the Titans. Obviously, they get more cases by the day. They just keep piling up and piling up and piling up. So, Titans-Steelers, that's been pushed aside. But if all of that wasn't enough, here's what just happened in the past, what, two hours maybe? So, breaking news, if you will, here late at night. The Saints have a case. The New Orleans Saints who got on a plane and flew to Detroit and are getting ready to play the Lions, they just had a case pop up tonight. So now you got a lot more questions. Now you got another team, another set of teams that's at risk. So you have a player on the Saints that test positive. What about all the guys who are around that guy on the plane? How much more of a risk is it for them being on the plane? And what are they going to do? Like, are they going to play this game tomorrow at, what, 1 o'clock? I think that game is, I mean, what do you do about that, right? This is a big-time problem. Because for the NFL, you go for the first three weeks of the season, and for the most part, pretty clean. Go through training camp, pretty clean. By the time the season started, I looked at it and I went, you know, credit to everybody. Just credit to everybody. It's hard to get all of these players and all these people on staff with all of these teams. I mean, thousands of people that we're talking about and get them to actually practice and play football and not get sick. And to get to two, three weeks into the season and really have no major cases to speak of was pretty remarkable. Atlanta had a case. They played the game anyway. Nothing happened. Atlanta ended up being fine. Chicago ended up being fine. Titans played the Vikings last week. And as much of the Titans have been a mess, the Vikings came through that game, no cases. You go, okay, it's a little dicey. But it's something they can recover from. Now, with Cam Newton testing positive, with uh, Jordan Tayamu from the Chiefs testing positive, for somebody from the Saints testing positive, this is ramping up, folks. And it's getting to the point where the NFL has a legitimate crisis on their hands here. Because you got to consider the whole formula of what's going on with the NFL. Because for them, they're not built for any of this. I mean, we knew the risk of an NFL team getting on the field anyway, right? I mean, these guys are lining up right in front of each other, snap after snap after snap. They breathe on each other. They huddle together. Like, everything about it lines up in a bad way. You know it's a risky thing to do. But now, on top of all the different cases, I mean, you can't reschedule all these games right away. That's not an easy thing to work. You know how much finagling has to go into scheduling a single game, getting one matchup, Titans-Steelers, and moving that around. You're getting other teams and changing when they're playing throughout the season. You've got to, It's basically like getting a Rubik's Cube and just turning it and turning it and turning it and turning it, and the colors still don't match up. Like That's, that's where you are right now with the NFL season. And as more of these games pop up and the NFL has to make decisions, I mean, we're in a messy place here. And 
just to start things off, and if you want to get in, 855-212-4227, that's how you join the show. Should they be playing these games? That's that's the first question. Should they be playing the games? Should the Saints and the Lions play tomorrow? Should they play on Sunday? Should that be happening? Is that the right decision? Is that the right thing to do? Is it just one case and you, okay, well, it's full back from the Saints got sick. Let's pull them aside. We'll test the guys in the morning and go play. Is that the right move? Because, again, it worked last week. Player from the Falcons got sick. They played the game. No other cases. Is that what you do? Is that what you, you just go and play the game? Do you shut it down? Do you push that game to Monday as well? Because here's part of the problems of the rescheduling. For the Lions, let's say, okay, you go, oh, there's cases and we don't want to play, so we're going to wait a little bit. The Lions' buy is next week. So if you're going to change up the buys, it's going to get messy, okay? that That's not an easy fix for working out the Lions' schedule here. Like, you're going to have a lot of complications. Should they play that game? Should, what do you do about the Chiefs and the Patriots when you have a case on each team? They want to play that game Monday. 855-212-4227. Here's the thing. I don't think they should play the games, right? I, I don't think they should. But they're probably going to. I mean, that's that's the kind of reality you have to face here, right? And And that's a whole other question in itself. But... You look at the NFL and the way they've planned this. Here's here's basically the NFL strategy. We've seen a lot of changes with the way the rosters are built this year, right? You have the three-week IR, which, by the way, drives me insane because I have no idea who's injured for three weeks and who's actually out for the year. It just it drives me nuts. But uh, they have that IR designation. You got guys from the practice squad that are going up and down and up and down and expanded practice squads and all these new rules of veterans on the practice squad. And they did all of that with the idea that if somebody gets sick, they're going to play. That's that's what they decided to do. Hey, if somebody gets sick, we're just going to pull those guys out. We're going to keep playing. So odds are that's what's going to happen here is the Lions and the Saints are going to play. Is that the Chiefs and the Patriots on Monday as they push that game back a day, odds are they're going to play. And should that be the case? And again, 855-212-4227. But here's the other thing, too, that's so frustrating about this. Because now that you're in a bind, right, you look at all the problems that go into rescheduling. How many teams can you do that with? Are you going to be able to reschedule all these games? Are are you going to have to have teams just miss games outright? And we'll talk about that. Like, those are the kinds of things you get into. That's the kind of squeeze that you're in. But on top of dealing with everything in that regard, you have to look at what's happening with all these teams. And, I mean... With all the injuries here, how many guys are you even going to have? You know, like, is this a viable strategy throughout the season? Is it going to be possible for them throughout the course of the year? Have you seen the Philadelphia Eagles? Have you seen the Denver Broncos? Have you seen the San Francisco 49ers? Like, you've got some depth, but you can't be getting everybody all season long. There's so many injuries all across the league. At what point are you digging into the practice squads and you're just bringing up terrible players and a bad product? You can't just keep doing that. I, I don't know. I don't know what the viability of that is, but... You look at this, and when you see where the NFL is now, I mean, you can stall a little bit. You can you can ride this out, pulling players out for a week or two, but what keeps showing out now, in a way, is a nice Aesop fable. And, and you know, you don't get a nice Aesop fables on uh, sports talk radio, so I think it's important we discuss those once in a while. And, and by the way, I am Vince Quinn. James Graceffo is producing the show, and I, I don't know if he knows this story. I don't know if you know the story. You probably heard it. Something about the ant and the grasshopper, right? Simple tale. What's the idea? What's the ant and the grasshopper, Vince? Well, I'm glad you asked. So the whole idea is, hey, an ant, all through the summer, spring, fall, you know, all through the year, just storing up food, going out, building out the house, making sure everything looks good, storing up that food, getting ready for the winter. Meanwhile, the grasshopper, uh, you know, just hanging out, having a good time, playing fiddle on its leg, whatever, grasshopper things, you know, and then it comes winter. And suddenly there's no food, and the grasshopper's hungry. Yeah, it won't give it something to eat. Should have prepared. Should have been ready. I was telling you. I was telling you all along. And that's what I look at with the NFL here. That's part of the big problem. The NFL doesn't seem actually fully prepared for this, right? Their whole answer is, we're going to pull guys off the practice squad, and that will get us by. Will it? Will it get the NFL by? I don't think so. And that's part of the complication. They had more time than anybody. They had less urgency than anybody. 
They had all the time in the world, right? When did this break? February, March, right? At that point, they're getting ready for free agency. It's figuring out the draft. So you've got March. You've got April. You've got May. You've got June, July, August. We've now gone through September. We're in October, right? That's a lot of time to have plans for this. They didn't create space for it. They they operated as if we're going to plow through this season regardless. As messy as it gets, no matter how many teams get sick, we're just going to play game after game after game. Let's get that TV money at all costs. That's what it looks like. I mean, where's, uh, you know, an extra bye week that's built in this year that gives you scheduling flexibility? It'd be a nice thing to have. They didn't do it. They didn't put it in. They weren't that interested. They said, nope, we're just going to have a regular schedule. We're going to play this out. Everything's going to be fine. Well, now it's looking like a disaster. As cases in a small, to a small degree are going up across the country, the number in this country has gone up over the past couple of weeks. You look at, I mean, the White House, and there's cases going all through there. Like, this is a time where our country is as sensitive as it's ever been to the virus. And here's the NFL with all of these games that are a couple of hours away, and it looks like they're going to go play. I mean, are they going to run this through for the next couple of weeks here? Are they just going to roll the dice? Do they pause the season? Because I don't see that happening. I can hear the argument for it, but I don't see it happening. The NFL, they're going to want to play these games. They don't want to delay the season. If you pause the season, for how long? 855-212-4227. That's how you join the show. 855-212-4227. You know, let's let's just go right to the phones on this. Let's go to Oscar, who's in Dallas. Oscar, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, I just had two points of views. Uh, one is, uh, isn't this the NFL that we've always known? With the kneeling, with the uh, injuries to the head, didn't they just plow through it? Uh, even though it, it wasn't the prettiest or the best way to take it, but is it just the NFL that we known through? You know, I'm not saying it's the best way to approach it, but this is the NFL that it's always been. They never have a plan; they just plow through it and think because they're. Yeah. No, that's what it is. I mean, for the NFL, they look at it as we're this big, bad yeah. institution. We've got all this money. Everybody loves us. We're just, we, even when yeah, they yeah, take yeah. the hits, they just figure as long as they keep playing, everybody's going to forget about it and they'll be fine. Definitely. So, yeah, they're going to keep playing. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. My second point is just uh, how are the play, how are the players taking care of themselves? Do they have to go, can they go partying? Can they go out to their family members? Because I, I watched football in the EPL in England. And I know that for sure the players are strict. All, all they can do is just go go to the house, and they have a, a designated person from each team, uh, a, 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 a call it busboy or something, that goes to each house and gets groceries for them. Are they doing that, or just like doing Oh, no. Want? No, they're not doing anything close on? to that. And, and that's part of the thing, Oscar, and thanks for the call, man. Like, this is part of the NFL problem, is they went into it and they said, okay, be cautious, wear masks. Like, they limited the people that could show up at the facility, and that was it. When it comes to all of these different teams with all of these players and all these people on staff, they basically said, we have some basic guidelines, but otherwise, you make your own rules. The Seattle Seahawks were living in a hotel, right? I mean, remember that story? Amazing story, by the way where there was a a young guy, a rookie on the Seahawks that tried to sneak a girl into the Seahawks quarantined hotel. He he dressed her up in team gear and tried to get her through it. Security found out. (laughs) It was a great story. But the Seahawks decided to lock the team up in a hotel. That's what they did. They created a bubble. That was their initiative, their prerogative. The rest of the league, they're not doing that. I I don't know how many teams are. And you know what? If you've got a team, if you're a fan of a team and you're listening right now and you're like, Vince, well, this team is doing it and this team's doing it, let me know. I I, I don't know every single team and how secure they've been taking it. As far as I know, most of the teams, they show up at the facility, they go home. That's how it's been. There's no mandate, you know? And, And that's one of the popular things that's going around right now. One of the theories happening right now as... The Saints get somebody testing positive. Is Cam Newton test positive? Is Jordan Tayamu, a backup quarterback, a practice squad quarterback for the Chiefs, test positive? There's now a theory going around that the NFL, they need a hard bubble, if you will, for all 32 teams. They need to get these guys, have them in a hotel somewhere or some space, I guess a hotel. Uh, They get 32 Airbnbs, whatever they want to do. They get these guys locked up in some space away from everybody else with the regular testing, with nobody from the outside coming in. That's not an easy thing to do in the middle of the season. Now that you've got this going, now that you'd have to negotiate certain things with the players, that's going to complicate matters. If they planned earlier, again, 
and the grasshopper, right? Uh, you had an opportunity to plan earlier. You had months to get ready for this. The moment comes. They don't have much of a plan. It just looks like they're going to put their head down and ram through this thing, which is what the NFL likes to do. I mean, if anything, they're consistent, right? That That's what it looks like right now. So is that what you want them to do? Do you think that's the responsible thing for the NFL to do? Is that how they should be? Should they just be playing these games and hope for the best? Because, again, last week, when you play a game, and Atlanta had a case day before, and they go and played, nobody got sick. Is, is that how it should be? Is that what you expect? Because the Titans, they got their first case on September 24th. They announced another one like 12 hours ago. So they have consistently been rolling out cases. It, it's a mess over there. What do you think they should do? 855-212-4227. And also, how do you think the NFL's handled this? I mean, do you think they've done a good enough job? Have they done enough with the regulations that they've given out to teams? Could they have been more strict about this? Do you think Roger Dell's really equipped to handle this situation? Is that a guy? Tr- I mean, Graceffo, if you're going to trust anybody in a pandemic, it's Roger Goodell, right? Is there anybody that you'd believe in more than Raj? Uh, I really don't feel like it's necessary to kill the commissioner in the middle of this. I mean, what more, again, whatever they asked for, they got. They wanted no preseason games, they got no preseason games. They wanted to be at home with their families, they get to be at home with their families if they choose. Uh, they wanted testing every day, they got testing every day. What more was he supposed to do? You gotta try to find some contingency plan, and that's the thing. What's the contingency? Like I, it looks Vince, like you want to ha- you want to house how many people? You're talking 53 guys more, 32 teams. Where do you want to house them? Well, you can't have one big bubble. Of course you can't. No, I agree with that. All I'm saying the local bubble idea makes sense. Again, if you want, some teams are putting teams in hotels. That was their prerogative. They left it up to them. Again, this has been this has been something that's been going on in the world. Like it's basically been state governors. You're on your own. Right? Well, yeah. It's is, basically been the same thing in sports. Is that it then? Like, this is the most American issue. Like, this is our country at the moment. It's just like, hey, well, if you want to be at a hotel, great. If not, like, you're the Raiders, and they had a fun. Darren Waller had but a fundraiser. You're, you're they were seeing, on the ballot without masks. my point in that he gave them everything they wanted, and it was still unavoidable. Like, you knew this was going to happen at some point. Well, so, yes. But it's unavoidable. Well, I know that. I, I I was worried about that, and for a couple of weeks, I was amazed that nothing happened. But now that we're here and things are happening, you need to have some sort of contingency plan. Like, you need to, for example, I look at the MLB, right? And they build a bubble for the playoffs. Which, Great by idea. the way, every player went kicking and screaming when they basically said, oh, we're going to put this up for, you know, an idea. And they're like, well, we play 162 games, or in this case, 60, to get home field advantage. They were not all ready and signed, sealed, and delivered to go stay in Houston or California for a month. They had their arms twisted, and they basically said, okay, I guess we have to do it. Well, there you go, Raj. Twist some arms, baby. He gave them every concession. He didn't do anything wrong. If he gave them every concession and they, they stopped playing games, owners aren't going to be happy with him. He's got, he's got stuff to work on. I'm just saying, they got to have, it seems like right now it's just going to be the practice squad. We're just going to get through it with practice squad guys, and I don't think that's a good enough answer. So, 855-212-4227. That's how you join the show. 855-212-4227. I'm Vince Quinn. You can also join the show on Twitter at It's Vince Quinn. That's all one word. It's Vince Quinn. And coming up next, let's talk about how this season could be decided. It's a very um, upsetting way. That's coming up next. You're listening to The Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Vince Quinn Show, weekend overnights on CBS Sports Radio. How weird is it going to be if Dwight Howard wins a title for the Lakers? I just can't stop. Like, it's such a strange happening of things, right? Do you remember what happened back in 2012? Because it was a hell of a year. First off, that's the Bynum trait, okay? Andrew Bynum gets dealt, he goes to Philly. 
You have all of these picks and players that get sent to Denver. You had Denver involved in the trade. You had the Magic involved in the trade. And, of course, the Lakers got Dwight Howard. That year for Dwight Howard was terrible. He was a miserable year. He was miserable. His point totals were bad. He had a back surgery. He had something torn in his shoulder. Kobe was giving him heat, like calling out his toughness. There was just, it it was an absolute disaster. The whole thing was a mess. They trade for Dwight Howard. At the end of the season, he's a free agent. He's a absolute bona fide superstar in his prime. And they're just like, yeah, you can go somewhere else, Dwight. We just we just gave up all this stuff to get you. But you know what? You're, you're gone. Now, they gave up Andrew Bynum. We never played again. So I guess it wasn't that bad of a trade. But once you bring in Dwight Howard and you just let him walk, I mean, that was that was a mess. And it's just so weird to see him playing significant minutes Next to LeBron James in L.A. And he's very much on his way to a title. Just strange, weird, complicated thing. So anyway, uh, 855-212-4227. That's how you join the show. And obviously, right now, it's just trying to figure out what's going on with the NFL right now because you've got all of these people with different teams that are testing positive. Should they play the game? Should they not? Is it the right thing to just delay? Like, I look at the Saints-Lions game, and should they just delay it? And push that to Monday? Probably. I think that's the best course of action right now. Like, reasonably speaking, based on the NFL and the tolerance that they have for this, you have to factor that in. You know the NFL was expecting to play games with people being sick. They did it last week. You look at um, the players who signed up for this, right? I mean, they, they knew what was happening. They had the chance to opt out. They decided to play. So if you're testing everybody, you pull out the guys that test positive, you run a day of tests, everybody's negative, they're probably going to play. And and based on how everything goes, like, yeah, I, I think that's what's going to happen. Now, is that the best thing? I mean, I wish I had a great answer on it. It's, it's so it, – this is a total ugly hindsight scenario. You know what I mean? Like, it's – you play the game. If it turns out that nobody's sick or uh, – let's consider this scenario. It's a false positive, right? Can you imagine if it's a false positive with Cam – they push the game back to like five weeks from now. They rearrange the schedule. People are going to be like, oh, that was a false positive. What were they doing? They didn't know anything. Or like 15 Patriots get sick, and it was the dumbest thing they ever did to play the game. You know, like, I don't know. There's a lot of losing that goes on when you're in a situation like this. And for the NFL, I'll say this. I don't think they're going to care that much. I mean, they're going to power through this thing. I, I have all the confidence in the world that the NFL is just going to talk their way through it. They're going to play as many games as they possibly can. And if it really gets bad, then we'll have actual conversations about halting things and whatever. But for the short term, with the state of it all right now, I don't see that happening. Maybe the Titans, because they just have a billion cases right now. The Titans are a messy situation. But is it actually at a spot where the NFL, the NFL, says, you know, we should just give it some time. Maybe we don't make money for a couple of weeks. Maybe we just take like three weeks off and we reconvene in a month. You know, like, no, there's there's no chance of that happening. No way. Not right now. Not a chance. So 855-212-4227. I do want to talk about Cam Newton's impact on this in a minute, but let's go to Simon, who's in Indiana. Simon, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Hey, I was just... I don't understand why they're postponing these games. I mean, if tomorrow morning, or well, this this morning, uh, Aaron Rodgers wakes up in a couple of hours and uh, he throws up and he's he's got the flu or he's sick for whatever reason and he's not going to be playing, but they're not going to cancel the game because he's sick. So why would but, but sick with corona? what? I mean, if he's got corona though, it's different. But why? Why? It's a it's a sickness that doesn't have a cure for it. It spreads like crazy, and people who have different immune problems can die from it. That's that's why. Well, that's exactly how the flu is. And he it's not the bent. same as the flu. I'm not even I'm not even doing that, man. I'm I'm over that. I'm well past that. No, thank you. Um. <laughs> anyway, let here. Let's get into Cam Newton, shall we? Let's let's talk about Cam. Because here's the thing. You see Cam Newton. And the guy's a bona fide star, right? Everybody knows about Cam Newton. Whether you like him or not, Cam Newton is an amazing NFL player in his prime. He's an MVP. He's been injured for a couple of years, and now you see what he's doing with New England. Like, that game against Seattle was incredible. Incredible. What an amazing game that was, right? 
I mean, you see the way that he was playing. He's the engine of that offense. That's what's so amazing about it, and that's why he's been so incredible throughout his career. Cam Newton was the Panthers for a long stretch of time. He was the team. Yeah, the defense had points where it was really great, too. Like the 15-1 and season, the defense was amazing. So I get that. But everything that they did was based around Cam. It was all these different backfield formations, whether it's Mike Tolbert or McCaffrey or whoever, just moving these guys around and letting Cam run in the misdirection and the deep balls. And it's just, he's an incredible athlete. And you look at what he's doing right now, and he's wowing people again. Everybody is back on the Cam Newton train. Everybody is excited for what Cam Newton's bringing to the table. He's, he's fun to watch right now. His fit with Belichick is perfection. It's amazing. And and that's why everybody was pooping their pants when he first signed a deal with the Patriots. It was like, oh my God, he's going to be an MVP again. And what do you know? He's in the conversation again. He looks that good. Um, not really a shocker because he's healthy. So you look at all that and the question that comes out of all of this becomes, okay, well, now that Cam Newton is a guy that just tested positive, does that change anything? Like, we think about the NBA, right? And the NBA, a lot of stuff is going to be driven by personalities. That is what the NBA is all about. That is a stars league in every way, shape, and form. Those guys dictate everything. They choose what teams they're going to play for. They choose the coach, right? NBA superstars are in charge. It's their sport more than anybody else's. But for the NFL, what kind of pull does Cam Newton have for him being sick? Does that change things? Does that alter the dynamics of this situation at all? To me, no. Like, I, I don't see this changing anything. And that's not a slight to Cam Newton either. I think if it turned out that Mahomes was the guy that tested positive, I don't think it changes anything. Lamar Jackson doesn't change anything. Aaron Rodgers doesn't change anything. Russell Wilson doesn't change anything, right? No player getting sick is going to force the NFL's hand. I don't see it happening because here's the thing you have to consider when it comes to the NFL, and this is what makes it so different than every other sport. The NFL, it's a war of attrition, right? I mean, how many injuries do you get? Like this year, there's a ridiculous amount of injuries, okay? I'm an Eagles fan, so I'm, I'm feeling it more than anybody. Um, but my goodness, uh, the injuries in the NFL every single year, right? I mean, what was it, week one? Week two, Christian McCaffrey, he's done for the year. Christian McCaffrey's gone. Saquon Barkley, one of the best running backs in the NFL, very exciting player in New York City, big market, right? He's out for the year. Does that change anything with the NFL season? Cortland Sutton is a really good player. He's out for the year. Does that change anything? Von Miller is out for the year. Another Denver Bronco, they've had a ton of injury issues. He's out for the year. Does that change anything? You know what I mean? No. Like, we don't really look back on any season and say one injury to one guy changed the entire league. If you want to say Brady in 07, like maybe, but he got injured week one. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they went 11 and five that year. So I don't know, like whatever. So you look at injuries and the kind of impact they play. Like the NFL, more than any other league, is designed to get by superstar players missing games. If it turns out that the Patriots play without Cam, I mean, like, I don't know about you, Graceffo. I would figure if the Patriots are presented or the NFL is presented with, do we play this game and it's just Cam and it's an actual, it's not a false positive, it's an actual positive, we isolate him, nobody else is sick. They play that game without Cam Newton, right? Oh, without a doubt. They're playing the game. They're playing the game just so that they can avoid the the problem of trying to reschedule and messing with some other teams' bye weeks. They they just need to play the game just to say we played the game and get to the next week. This is like survive in advance, man. We're just sur- trying to survive in advance to the next round, or in this case, the next week. If yeah. it's just Cam Newton and it's not a case where it's fifteen Tennessee Titans, they're gonna play the game. And to be fair. I would don't feel I wouldn't feel sorry for the Patriots, nor should anyone else. These are the breaks that you get in a weird year that we're all living in, and if you have to play the game with Brian Hoyer or Jared Stitton, good luck. You're gonna lose the game. You got to move on with your life. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't get too bent out of shape about it in that regard. It's it's just not how the NFL does things. It's not how it's been. It's not how it's ever been. It's not like oh well, this guy's hurt for a week. Uh, maybe he'd be good for Sunday. Let's push the game to Monday. You know, that's <laughs> it's just not how it's gonna work. You're going to play the games. They're going right. to play that game. They're only doing this, and we all love the phrase abundance of caution now. It's our new favorite phrase in, in every— <laughs> in, in these uncertain times. In every press release, <laughs> abundance of caution is yes. in there. 
they're only doing this out of an abundance of caution in case 10 other Patriots end up testing positive tomorrow. Or in the case of if 10 New Orleans Saints end up testing positive whenever they take these tests again. Which, by the way, did you see the Saints player was on the flight sitting next to Alvin Kamara? Mmm. That's fun. Okay, yeah. So, like, that's 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 what you look at this as. You just hope he's all right. Like, for these guys, they know what they know. They're taking the risk. They're adults. Guys do have like, uh, there's there's a number of players that opted out for different reasons. Maybe they have some sort of physical ailment themselves. Maybe their wife or their child has some sort of thing that it, that has a certain risk, and they go, okay, well, I'm not going to play. Everybody else decided to play. So. They know what the rules are. Like, this isn't an ideal situation for anybody. For football, we knew it was going to be ugly. And and I looked at this, and, like, it's weird because coming into the show, you're thinking about this, and there's so much – there's been so much energy around this all of a sudden, right? Because the Titans cases, I mean, throughout this week, it, the Titans right now in total have 18 cases. 18! That's nine players, nine people on their staff, and they just – keep rolling out like for the NFL that's the nightmare scenario to have it keep going on like this on and on and on every other day you're getting a couple of people that are getting sick different departments of the team and whatnot that's an ugly thing because now everybody is going to look at the Titans and wonder if their team and their player that got sick is next that's how they're that's how they're looking at this but they did sign up like I hate to say it but they all signed up for it and as long as nobody's at serious risk and they all decide to do this as adults, and if you run the test far enough that everybody's in agreement with these teams that it's time to play, then you go play. You know, I, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, outside of that, the only other possible thing that you go to that they can do right now in this moment is you had a bye week. Like, that's that's about it. And Graceffo, you I thought you had something to say. I was giving you the Yeah, word. I was going to say one more thing about the whole Patriot situation. Okay. After preparing a whole week to face Patrick Mahomes, you think Bill Belichick and the coaching staff want to do it over again? <laughs> no, they 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 are really probably don't. No, and, and and that's that is a weird thing about this too, because like for the Steelers, right? Here here's the gripe of the Steelers right now, and I I hadn't thought about this, but once I heard it, I totally understood it. The Steelers, the problem is you played most of the week and they're healthy. They haven't had any cases. It's the Titans who had cases. They were matched up against the Titans, so. You get through most of the week, you're preparing for the game, you're showing up for this facility, you're lifting, you're studying film, you're installing plays, all that different stuff. And then you get to, you know, Thursday, and now the game's not happening, and suddenly this is your bye week. That sucks. Like, you don't get the actual bye week. You know what I mean? You don't get that time to just sit at home and relax and turn your brain off and just rest like you're preparing to play a football game. And that's a terrible place to be. So for them, the Steelers, they effectively lose their bye week. Now they play the Eagles next week, so that's basically a bye week. But it, you get what I'm saying. You know, it's it's a bad place to be. So if you're going to be moving these games all around and changing the bye weeks all the time, is that really fair to anybody? Does that expose these players to more risk? I mean, I, I don't know. You know, that, that there's so many complicated questions about this. And and that's part of the problem is, is not only is it complicated, but also... I don't trust the NFL to handle this in the best way. You know, they're, they're just going to go for it. It's it's not an easy situation for anybody. So trying to figure out what the best answer is, I mean, what is your confidence level in the NFL? Do you trust Roger Goodell handling this? Do you trust the players to handle this, the NFL coaches? Do you think they're going to handle this responsibly? Should they just be playing the games and not worry about it? Just isolate the guys, throw them aside, and even if it's the day before? Because for the Saints, I mean, they just had this positive case just a couple hours ago. So do they just go play anyway? Is that the right? Is that what this is? 855-212-4227. That's how you join the show. 855-212-4227. I'm Vince Quinn with you here on 90. Uh, I almost said Philly. I almost said the Philly station. I'm Vince Quinn with you here on CBS Sports Radio. And if you want to hit me up on Twitter, you can at It's Vince Quinn. That's all one word, at It's Vince Quinn. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio.
You're listening to the Vince Quinn Show, weekend overnights on CBS Sports Radio. All right, we're spending the next three hours of the show. We're not talking about COVID in the NFL. We're just going to talk about pickleball. Vince, what is pickleball? I don't really know. I just found out today. I just realized that, that pickleball is actually a sport, and apparently it's on television. Congratulations, pickleball. You're making it. You're, you're doing it, baby. Uh, by the way, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. When you need an expert to help navigate the home loan process, Rocket can. So, yes, I'm Vince Quinn with here. Uh, I, I can't even speak. I'm Vince Quinn with you here. There we go. I did it. Um, with you on CBS Sports Radio. If you want to hop in, 855-212-4227. That's how you get in, 855-212-4227. Graceffo, are you a pickleball guy? No idea what you're talking about. You don't, So you don't know what pickleball is either? Not a clue. Okay, so pickleball apparently is like mini tennis, if you will. It's a, It's like a small tennis court. I've heard of this now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's like the, the ball is funny. It's got, like, holes in it. It's made out of some different kind of material. It doesn't sail whenever they, they whack it. It's not a tennis racket, but it looks like a big ping pong paddle, except it's like a giant square. It's a very weird sport. Like, for these people to be competing against each other, it's also surprisingly, like, not dramatic. Like, it's very... It it almost it looks shockingly casual, but I was watching some sort of like world championships today of pickleball, and I was hypnotized by how confusing and strange it was. I I watched it for an hour, so success for them. Um, but yeah, I I didn't know pickleball was like really a thing, and now I I guess I'm like a almost ironic pickleball fan. That's where that's where I've fallen at this point. And so anyway, uh, let's get to the NFL here because. The whole thing is a mess, right? Like, you knew it was going to happen at some point, but for everything to pop up the way that it has in the past couple of days, it's been very troubling for the NFL. And now they're getting to a point where they're going to have to start making decisions. Decisions with consequences, with public reaction, and I don't really trust Roger Goodell or the NFL owners to be the kind of people to make these decisions, but they're going to be the people that do it, and we'll see. You know, we're going to see how this plays out. Now, here's what happened, okay? Here's the main thing that happened tonight is, I mean, yesterday or or earlier today, you had Cam Newton test positive. You had a practice squad quarterback for the Chiefs test positive. Now, the Patriots are playing the Chiefs. So, that's a bit of a mess. Now, they're talking about, okay, you got people from both teams. Let's delay the game a day. Could be two days. We might have Tuesday night football this week, which... Ugh, Tuesday night football. I don't think anybody wants that, but if that's what it's going to be, okay, we're getting Tuesday night football. Uh, but what complicates it even more is now you got a player from the Saints, and they tested positive tonight. I mean, uh, Pro Football Talk put this out in a tweet at, like, midnight. So now you've got a player from the Saints that flew to Detroit, was on the team plane, and they tested positive. So now they got to test all these guys on the Saints. Now the game for tomorrow, for Sunday, is probably getting pushed back. That would be my guess, is we might be looking at an extra Monday night game, or I, I don't know. I mean, part, part of what makes this all so messy is you have to deal with TV partners, right? So, like, if that game is on, I don't know, I would guess that's a Fox game because it's an NFC matchup. So is Fox suddenly going to get Sunday night or Monday night Football? Like, are they going to compete? I, you know what I mean? I, I don't know how any of that works. It's a messy, ugly thing, and the NFL is going to have to work all that stuff out. But that's a short-term issue. Part of it is you have to figure out the long-term issue that goes into all of this. And naturally, the conversation is going to be around bubbles. Now, let me say this is, first off, a big bubble wasn't going to happen, right? I, I get it. Like, it's easy to say, well, the NBA did it. Right? They they went to Disney. They built a bubble. And what do you know? It worked. And you know what? For the NBA, it has worked. Like, credit to the NBA. They've been very strict about it for guys that, you know, like, dumb stuff got guys quarantined. If you ordered wings and you left the facility to meet the guy at the car and grab your wings, well, if you left the facility, you were sitting in a closet for 10 days. That's what you did. Like, the NBA was dead serious about the rules. That was good. Now we have the NBA Finals. It's not going very well for the Heat, but but we have the NBA Finals, and that's a testament to the NBA and the job they've done. So when you see that and you see the NFL, you go, well, why not an NFL bubble? Like an NFL bubble, a, a big one, 
it was never possible, right? Like, we just have to acknowledge that it wasn't possible to get the number of people and put them in one place. Just that many people, 53 players on a team, plus you're getting practice squad people and moving them up and down and all the people on the coaching staff and training staff. Like, you couldn't fit all of that in one place. You couldn't play, you don't have enough football fields in one place to get all that done, especially when the NFL, uh, unless you're going to like Vegas for the hotels, right? Oh, well, you got all these Vegas hotels. You can put them up in luxury suites. And like, yeah, sure, you could take over a couple of casinos and do that, but where are you going to play? So you need the fields, you need the infrastructure. Like there just wasn't a place for them to have one bubble. Could they have two bubbles, conference bubbles? Like maybe, but probably not, right? (laughs) Probably not. How many bubbles do you actually need? A lot, right? I I mean, the smallest number of bubbles would be what? Like eight? I mean, (laughs) you need a lot of bubbles, And then how does the scheduling work? There's a lot of complications. So saying just let's get one bubble, it's just going to be one big bubble that oversimplifies things, and it definitely wasn't the way to handle all of this. So I don't blame the NBA or the NFL for not having just one single bubble. But the other idea that's been brought up, and this makes sense, and some teams have done it. And if your team's doing it, by the way, I would love to know a list of some of the teams that have been doing this. The only one that I've got on my radar is Seattle. I know they quarantined themselves. They put themselves in a hotel, and that's how they've been handling everything. Most teams haven't. So can you get it now? Now that the season's been going, can you get it now where you have individual bubbles? Is that possible? Is that reasonable? Can that be done? It's not easy. That's the thing. Now that the season started, now that you went through, because before the season started, they had a negotiation. Players Association and the league talking about, okay, when can guys opt out? What are going to be the different rules, safety precautions around the facility? They they bargained all that stuff. But now, in the middle of the season, it's going to be a different dynamic. How do you tell these guys in the middle of the season that suddenly, okay, you agreed to play and you get to go home, but now you have to live in the bubble? They didn't agree to that. So... They don't have to. Right now, they don't have to. So that makes it complicated. It's not. It's a nice idea, theoretically, to get every team and put them all in their own bubble, in their own individual cities. They all just live in a bubble. They, they practice. They go back to the bubble. Then when it's time to travel, they go to a hotel that's cleaned. And once they play the game, they go back to their bubble back in their city. It sounds nice, but it's not easy to negotiate. Are the players going to be okay suddenly in the middle of a season with just not seeing their families? Is that an easy sell? I mean, do they have to get paid more? Is the league going to pay them more when nobody's coming in or very few teams have fans in the stands? Like, that's that's not an easy adjustment. That's probably the route they need, ultimately, because you got to figure at some point, even if, the, hey, the Falcons had one case and that was it. Right now, for the Patriots and the Chiefs, it's just one case. They could be false positives even. That's totally possible. So you don't want to overreact to all of this. But if you get a couple of major breakouts on a couple of teams, then it's going to be such a a nightmare scenario that you're probably going to have to force the individual bubble. How do you negotiate that? What is is the price to be paid to go with that? You know, it's complicated. So it's nice to say individual bubbles. Let's do that. Let's make that happen. But way easier said than done. So 855-212-4227. That's how you join the show. 855-212-4227. Four two two seven, and and where are you at with all of this? As all these cases are popping up all around the NFL, with the Saints now, the the Chiefs, the Patriots, you have the Titans. It it's just an ugly place right now. What do they do? They just keep playing as it is. I I think that's the answer for now. I expect that to be what happens for now. So eight five five two one two four two two seven. Let's go to Don in San Diego. Don, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going? What's up? So. You, you just presented a lot of questions, a lot. But let me, let me start with this. They had plenty of time to watch the baseball and see how they did things and understand what's going to happen, postponing games, etc. Baseball had a lot, has a lot more games that they had to postpone and actually play two games a day and so on and so forth. Then to move on to college, college teams have – had to postpone games now. They're trying to work out the same thing, but those kids aren't even getting paid. So when we move to the NFL, they're getting paid. They understood what they were getting into from the first day they started playing. They knew this was going to be a possibility. 
um, Goodell and the rest of his group should have already had a plan in place. It doesn't sound like they did, but they should have, especially with the TV networks. And then the players should also be in a position to where they go along with what's happening because we're in a COVID position right now, and they should really understand that this is something that they should have expected already. It shouldn't be that big of a surprise. They're still going to get paid. The only sad thing is is that the TV networks now are going to have to move things around with the, with the baseball playoffs and so forth and other things that are going to take up some space. But as far as Goodell and the football itself, they all should just conform to whatever has to happen because they had plenty of time to watch all the other sports and know that something was possible. Yeah, no, they've had time and they just haven't been ready and they just, well, or, or they just didn't want to have contingencies and they just said they're going to play. And Don, thanks for the call. Like a lot of this is, I think for the NFL, they just decided they're going to play. That's it. We're going to play. We're going to get guys. We're going to isolate them. Whatever it is, whoever it is, we're not going to stop games because it's Cam Newton that gets sick. We're going to play anyway, and that's the nature of the beast. So let's go to uh, Todd in Tampa Bay. Todd, you're on the air. Boss, let's get down to business here. Let me talk to my Buccaneers. I want my coaching staff to keep doing the same thing. Max protection for Brady. Gronk, you got to block. You got to block. I don't care about you catching any passes. No sacks on Brady. Okay? Spread the ball around. Go to Mike Evans in the second half. Don't, don't, don't not go to him in the second half. Special teams block the punt, kick the field goal first time in 20 years. We've done something like that. Keep up that. Great returns. Don't block anybody in the back. Balls unleash this defense against this rookie. Okay, this kid can hurt. He can run Herbert or whatever his name is. Okay, we got this. Is this? If anybody doesn't know Buck history, this is a must-win game. We're two and one right now. You know, you're, you're two and one. It's not a must-win game. Listen, this is for the Buccaneers. Haven't made the playoffs in 13 years. You don't know anything about Buck history. Buck history has to win a game. Yes, I, I watched that team win a home. Super Bowl a while ago, and right now Buccaneers they're two. They're two and one. Let, let me, let it's me it's not a must-win game, Todd. This is a must-win game. Let me tell the team something. This is a must-win game. You got to beat this rookie tomorrow, and you got to get this W. Go three and one, and 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 handle business tomorrow. Handle your business tomorrow. Then we'll worry about Aaron Rodgers next week. Get this W. Let's go, Bucks. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Let's. Uh, Graceffa. What are the standings in the in the NFC South right now? Like the Saints are what one and two. They they've been a mess. I know the Falcons are zero and three because they're great. Okay, yeah, the Falcons, and they they keep losing in spectacular fashion. That's just, it, it's like a bit that they're doing at this point. They're like, wouldn't it be funny if every week we got up by 25 and we just lost every week? Wouldn't that be hilarious? And then all the shows like this say, man, when's that Dan Quinn getting fired? And he just keeps his job. Well, it's, it is amazing because it's so clear that Dan Quinn was not the mastermind of that team, right? Like, he's a defensive head coach. Yeah, that, well, no. I mean, everyone else that's gotten jobs out of that organization hasn't really done anything either. Well, so. Kyle Shanahan is the guy that that was the guy. Yeah, but he wasn't in Seattle. Well, no, you oh out of okay out of Seattle with that yeah, yeah like Gus Bradley who got a job and all right. yeah okay Dan Quinn coming from Seattle yeah and, and oh I thought you meant that he wasn't really the mastermind of the Seahawks no he's the, he wasn't the mastermind he's of definitely the Falcons. not the mastermind of the Falcons no you know that no he's not it was all Kyle Shanahan and that's pretty abundantly clear. And the team's just been a mess. He's a likable guy and whatever, but he's he's not a good enough head coach. He's just not, it's not there. And so, But yeah, Tampa Bay right now is leading their division 2-1. They're leading the division. They're, le- they're ahead. If they lose this week and everybody else wins, at worst, they're tied. They're tied with the Saints and the Panthers. And this guy's like, man, there's no way Tom Brady can go beat Aaron Rodgers against the Panthers. Like, they got no chance. What is he talking about? Yeah, they've never done that before. Like, come on. It's ridiculous. I thought Tom Brady could win any game that he puts his mind to because he's Tom Brady. In a sense, he can. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of true. He's but basically he's the Jedi. greatest of all time, so obviously he should be able to win every game he steps on the field. Yes, and, yeah. and you know, by the way, last week, he looked great. He looked great last week. I mean, he was making throws all over the field. The hey, offensive Vince, line was giving him all the day. Best football player that's ever played football to ever step on a football field? In the world of football, well, prior to prior to Patrick Mahomes, yes, that is true. But, oh, we're go, we're going there now. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, come know, on. Don't you? I thought we had like five more years of this debate of like, oh, is Patrick Mahomes better than Tom Brady? That's coming though. No, it's it, for me. It's already over. Oh, it's already over. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, if I had to pick a guy for a single game, if it was Brady in his peak or Mahomes right now, I would go Mahomes. Yeah, I don't think that's a crazy statement. 
it's not a popular one because he doesn't have the longevity. But, I mean, if I was picking one of the two, I'd, I'd go Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, you're seeing things you've never seen before in your life. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and here's the thing. is like I saw Rodgers. I was talking about Rodgers an hour ago. It's amazing to see how great that guy is playing again. Like, he is doing everything. It is vintage Rodgers right now. And and that was kind of the – like, that was the greatest quarterback in terms of talent that I'd ever seen in my life. And then Mahomes showed up, and he's better. I mean, he's, he's just better. He's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life, a quarterback. Well, I just can't believe after everything that the Bucks have done, it's a must-win game tomorrow, two and one. I can't, I can't believe like the Bucks have brought in everyone and their mother to 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 try to to try to and even in a season where there's an extra playoff spot. I yeah, know it, it's a must-win game tomorrow when they've brought in <laughs> when they've brought in everybody everybody's best friend that's ever played or even talked to Tom Brady. They brought him in, and uh, they brought in every running back they could find under a tree. Uh, it's obviously a must-win game tomorrow when everyone else is either one and two or zero oh and three. Wow, yeah, I mean, is it a must-win for the Kansas City Chiefs? Three and zero. Oh. They're only three well, and zero. Oh. If they want to go undefeated, which by the way, somebody even asked Mahomes about that the other day. It's like, <laughs> are you thinking about going undefeated yet, Patrick? See, that's the thing, right? Now that he's won the Super Bowl and he's been an MVP and all this stuff, it's like, okay, now can you just be the greatest team that we've ever seen in our lives and can you go and do that? Like, that's how the stakes have been raised already. He's in his, he's in his third season as a starter. A little early to be talking about 16-0, and 0, though. It's definitely way too early for that. That's a like crazy question to ask. weeks left yet. <laughs> like, let's get to eight before we think about it, right? Yeah. Let's, like, get to eight. Hey, Nick Foles, like, oh, you, you won half there. a game, right? Like, Nick Nick Foles, you won half a game. The Bears are 3-0. and You think you're going 16-0, and Nick Foles? Like, let's, just, let's calm down a little bit. I love I love Mahomes as much as anybody, but that's crazy. That Like, teams that actually have to worry about stuff, Houston, you know, Houston's 0-3. Uh, the Bengals, 0-2-1. Uh, do the Bengals have to worry? No. The Bengals, I mean, they've, they've got nothing to worry about. I'll but, give you a team that's got a problem. Yeah. Minnesota. Yes. They got a problem. They got they, a huge problem. They're paying their quarterback how much money? And they're going to be picking in the top, and they're going to be picking in the top five. Oh yeah, they got a problem. They've got a problem for sure. So anyway, eight five five two one two four two two seven. That's how you join the show. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Also, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. Happy to read tweets at it's Vince Quinn. That's all one word at it's Vince Quinn. So obviously, all the COVID stuff makes NFL discussion right now a mess. And I want to get to good things about the NFL along the way here because, hey, I mean, three weeks into the season, there's been a lot of good stuff. So here's what we're going to do next is it turns out that right now this is actually an NFL season for the record books. The whole league, not just one team, not just one player, for the whole league. We're going to talk about that next. Keep it right here on CBS Sports uh, Radio. You're listening to The Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Vince Quinn Show, weekend overnights on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, I'm back, baby. Week number three of the return, and we've been talking about. I mean, it's it's been a mess tonight, really, because you're talking about players getting sick. Uh, but I just got a ridiculous conspiracy theory thrown across my Twitter feed. And so, you know what? Let's talk about it. Yes, I have Vince Quinn with you here, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. When you need an expert to help navigate the home loan process, Rocket can. So, I like to read, again, I, I throw my Twitter handle out there because I want to talk with you. You know, I know sometimes you're working, um, you can't get on a phone, right? If you're working at a warehouse, and maybe I'm on a warehouse, I know there's a lot of people, workplaces, overnight, you have me on. First off, Thank you. That's awesome. I appreciate it. And uh, feel free to hit me up, and I'll, I'll shout out any workplace that's got me on. I'm happy to do it. But the the thing is that I'd like to see what people send because sometimes you get absolutely absurd things. Here, here's what somebody just sent me on Twitter, and you can hit me up at It's Vince Quinn. That's all one word, It's Vince Quinn. So here's what they said. Uh, first off, they said they detest me sometimes. But then they ultimately get to a question, <laughs> and they said, what do you think of the idea of Bill Belichick throwing, trying to throw fringe roster guys some money under the table to hang out with Cam Newton and get COVID? <laughs> that's, 
This is the level of Bill Belichick conspiracies that we have now reached. And I get it. Bill Belichick, the guy's done everything under the sun. How many cheating scandals can you possibly have in one career and not be blackballed from the league? You know what I mean? Like, Belichick has done it all. He survived. He keeps winning regardless of the circumstance. Now he's got Cam without Brady. He's still winning, still looks great. Like, but... (laughs) Uh, You want to talk about the game? Yeah, I, I, I think he wants to because this is this is a, uh, a, a as the the song of my people a spicy meat to ball. Okay, this is this is an ugly one. Now, Graceffo, the idea of Bill Belichick paying low level players on his roster to intentionally get sick from Cam Newton. <laughs> Your thoughts? To what benefit? To push back the game. Now, oh, but like to have it. Okay. See, see. The, yeah, the yeah, whole idea you. is that you would get More Cam Newton get healthy. Sick, so the game gets postponed, and then Cam is healthy. Yes, Cam gotcha. would be healthy against the Chiefs. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. This is the same guy who said, oh, man, we need to tape the Cincinnati Bengals last year. Again, everybody forgot about that one. Yeah. Somehow, some way. But again, they were so desperate to win games at the end of the year with their trick plays and their pop gun offense that they felt the need to tape the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> So there you go. They are they are ruthless when it comes to the filming. They will film anybody and everybody, and they do not care how bad you are. Mind you, the Cincinnati Bengals, who were the worst team in the league last year. Yes. Yeah. Terrible. Felt the need to go out to send two interns who probably didn't even know where Cincinnati was on a map, and they were like, "Yeah, just tape these guys. Make it look like we're doing something for a website." Okay. Sure. Yeah, do the same thing that we did all those years ago and got caught doing and everybody knows us for. Let's do the same exact thing again. Belichick did that thing again, which is insane. It, I mean, it's completely insane. But you actually, you buy the idea that he could do that. They would just be like, yeah, go ahead. Because, like, college kids have done that. They're like, yeah, wouldn't it be fun, bro, if we just, like, chugged a couple of Hurricane 40s that, like, and got a, COVID? A herd immunity was a real thing. I thought that's that's not a real thing anymore. Or well, it, it is a real thing, but there's a lot of sickness and death along the way to get there. I mean, that's the yeah, theory. Yeah, like, if one practice squad guy has to die to get the game postponed so that Cam Newton can face Patrick Mahomes, does it really matter? <laughs> that got dark, didn't it? I know. That got really dark. This is what happens when you get these conspiracy theories. I can't, I can't possibly buy that conspiracy theory. I wouldn't put it past him. It's, it's kind I, of I'm fun. I'm telling you, it's, I would not put it past it, him in the least. Okay, how about this? Yeah, I actually just had somebody that responded to it on Twitter and said, "Checks out." Here's what we're gonna do because I, I'm a man of science. Okay, we are going to put it out as a poll question. Fair? I, I think we put this out and we say, sure. "Do you think Belichick is capable?" Of, I, I guess it would be, do you think he's capable of exposing his players to COVID intentionally so Cam is healthy against the Chiefs? That's a long, wordy question, but I don't know. Yeah, but how, <laughs> how, else, to, you gonna, how else you want to word it? Yeah. Uh, okay. We got the, the, I'll get the keyboard better here so we get the little click clack of the keys. This is an old, this is kind of like an old sticky keyboard we got going here. All right. Do you think Only Belichick would expose his own players to COVID intentionally? And uh, you got to spell intentionally, right? There you go. Intentionally in order to have Cam healthy against the Chiefs. This is why I need interns, by the way. Dear CBS Sports Radio, please get me interns. Yeah, we don't know what those are anymore. Yeah, well, I also, I'm the weekend overnight guy. What do you think I have to do to actually get interns on this show? Get a promotion. Get a promotion. <laughs> Which again, they're not really giving out. I think you're, uh, yeah. That, that's well, they're not giving it out to me. Okay, well, they're not giving it out to anyone. <laughs> like Vince, you've been back for three shows. You, you deserve a promotion. Like that would be the the quickest promotion ever. I think I'd take it. I would. I would gladly take it. But um, <laughs> this is why I need interns. All right. So I'm putting the poll out. I could retweet that poll for you if you want. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's important. I think it's important to do that. So um, these are very, the really important thing. The the pulse of the country listening right now yeah no it's, they really really want to hear about the bill belichick conspiracy theory which no one should put it past him no one well see that's the thing so i'm putting it out as for the answers being yes he's a cheater and no that's ridiculous okay so i think i think that's a fair way to phrase it right fair sure okay so we're putting it out and that is officially out on Twitter. You can find it at it's Vince Quinn and, and Graceffa will retweet it from the CBS sports radio again the best poll that's ever been retweeted in this account. <laughs> I mean, when you see some of them. 
and you, you know? don't. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is what here's what's going to happen is people are going to see this poll at like noon. And they're going to be like, oh, typical sports talk radio host bringing up conspiracy theories, not knowing anything about the context of this conversation whatsoever. I mean, the other polls are like, who's the best team in the NFC, the Packers or the Seahawks? I mean, who really cares at the end of the day? Yeah, I mean, they're both going. They're both going to the same. Place. Ultimately, you know, the sun's going to expand and the earth's going to dissipate, and we're all going to die. So, what? What is anything? Right. <laughs> These are the more important things. Yes, these, these are the the questions that we need to discuss. Okay, well, here is another thing, by the way, because this is, this is ridiculous in a different degree, but I had a thought the other day where I'm watching a couple of games. Like I like to watch games during the week, and I watched a team in the red zone, and they, they were throwing the ball to the corners and whatever. They just couldn't score, right? They're kicking the field goal. and Does this, Is this a team I root for? It's, it's always that team, yes. The, the Jets are terrible, and... I'm watching it, and I'm thinking to myself, you know... Oh, it really was them. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding, but you really wasn't It's them. always the Jets. They're always... They're always I, my girlfriend is a Jets fan, so I'm subjected to the Jets far more often than any normal person should be, and it's tragic. I mean, it's it's sad for, for her and for me to watch her. The whole thing's just miserable. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, you know, I don't get why if I was an NFL team... With the size of a roster, 53 slots, practice squad, how don't you get a guy that's seven feet tall? Look at the NBA. Look at all of these guys that are seven feet tall and can move a little bit, right? Why don't you get a guy that's seven feet tall and his only job is to catch passes in the red zone? That's it. That's his only job. Why not? This guy's got to be a little coordinated, no? A little, but not much. You want to dig up Andre the Giant? Like, what do you want to do? Well, I'm not digging him up, um, but I'll, I'll find if he's got a kid that's seven feet tall, I'll talk to his kid, Andre the Little Giant. Um, I'll, I'll talk to, like, I would think of, uh, I don't know, like JaVale McGee, right? Like, if, if he becomes a free agent, I don't know when his contract's up, but if, like, JaVale McGee was just on the street and I could get him and be like, listen, JaVale, you're going to go 10 yards, you're going to get into the corner of the end zone, you're literally going to stand there with your arms up, and our quarterback is going to give you the ball. You're a foot taller than anybody defending you. This will be the easiest thing you've ever done in your life. You know who really should do this? Who? The New York Giants. Get it? Well, yeah, they should. I mean, And, hell, they could probably sign half of the Knicks roster to play. I mean, what, <laughs> what a mess. And they had a bunch of guys that were all like 6'10". So get me a guy that's 6'10". Or seven feet tall, they and that's it. I mean, literally goal line specialists. They don't have to play in the rest of the field. They probably can't do it. I get those problems. But if you're just within 15, 20 yards, how long is it going to take a seven-footer, gangly as they might be, to go 20 yards and get to the end zone? The Eagles should be calling you to be in on scouting meetings. Well, they should be. They should be. It'd be, a, it'd be about time, Eagles. You're they not doing anything else right. Calling your phone to say, man, this guy's got some bang up ideas to make the sport of football even better than it already is. Yes, that's but it makes sense though. Like there was a time in baseball where they got a guy that was like 4 feet tall and they had him at bat because the whole point was what is his strike zone? If he crouches at the plate, you can't throw a strike to that guy. That was the thing that happened. Like in history they had a tiny guy. Uh, I don't know if he actually had like whatever, uh, some kind of dwarfism or anything, oh but <laughs> they got a guy that was like 4 feet tall it's and they Eddie put, Goodell was his name. Eddie Goodell, there you go. So, yeah, he he was out there, and it's like, you know what? Why not just get a guy that's ridiculously tall? Like, what is the tallest cornerback in the NFL right now? 6'4"? Yeah, probably. Okay. So you get a guy that's automatically— So you want to see Sean Bradley run down the field? Yes! Give me Taco Fall. He's sitting on the absolute end of the bench for the Boston Celtics. Put Taco Fall on a football field. Tell him to go 15 yards. How fast do you think he can run? He doesn't need to be fast! You just need, like, three or four seconds for him to get down there, and you lob the ball up nice and slow, and he walks in with his monster hands because every guy that's seven feet tall has huge hands and long arms, and they're just—they're unguardable. Like, that is such a slam dunk. It's such an easy decision. Like, some teams should be trying that, and it drives me crazy. Like, I only thought of this, like, five days ago. But now that I've thought about it, it drives me crazy that nobody does it. Why not? I'm shocked Doug Peterson hasn't called you. He should. Doug, call me. 855-212-4227. That's how you do it. 855-212-4227. Howie Roseman's on line one. 
He is. No, and and I'll, I mean, honestly, though, it, it would work. Or, or I would say this. At the very least, if the NFL doesn't do it, because the NFL is a scared league generally, right? Like, it's getting better now where it used to be years ago you'd be like, oh, we're not going to run a pitch. This is the NFL. We're too good to run a pitch. And then, like, what do you know? Now you've got all these mobile quarterbacks everywhere, and they run the pitch all the time. <laughs> like, it's, it, it's, it's what you do. The option works. Which, by the way, did you see the touchdown pass Patrick Mahomes through the other night to the fullback where he basically – Flipped it to him. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> How it, great was that? It's dude. Every time you watch Mahomes, he does something that like he's the closest you'll ever get to like an N one mixtape quarterback. It's like him, Lamar. It's the runs and the movement and his ability to get through these small gaps in I the line. I saw a story the other day where he like he was at Texas Tech, and apparently the guy who was like the the savant of all these no look throws was this like six foot seven gangly white guy, where that was his teammate. Which is like a like he would he would be doing the no look throw and would just like it looks so weird coming out of this guy's hand, but when Patrick Mahomes does it, it looks so cool. Yeah, like that's the thing, man. I mean, he's that guy's just got a a ridiculous gift, and so you watch that and you go, wow. But also, we need seven footers playing football. I'm just saying. Also, I realized I put the poll out, and then I as much as I was like laboring through that thing. I, I worded it wrong. The the sentence goes, did you Belichick would expose? Do So the tense is wrong. It's a good thing I didn't retweet it yet. Good, yes. Do you think that Belichick would expose his own players to COVID intentionally in order to have Cam healthy against the Chiefs? So now we will reissue the poll. And yes, that's, yes, he's a cheater, I guess is the way to put it. Um, and no, that's a crazy conspiracy. So that doesn't even fit. That's a conspiracy. Uh, or no, that's crazy. There we go. That works. So now that's out on Twitter again. We only, I mean, honestly, I, I know this is a massive show and people all across the country wake up in the middle of the night on a Saturday to listen to me. All 14 votes got erased. That's They'll so, be back. Yeah, they, they will be back. back. I need you back for the sanctity of the show and the poll. It is back up, and I think properly worded this time at It's Vince Quinn. How are the 14 people leaning? Uh, it was almost a split room. It was almost a – I don't know what the exact numbers were, but it looked – the bars looked like a pretty even split. It might have been like a 60-40 kind of situation and in favor of no, but 60-40 when the theory is – is he going to get his bad players sick intentionally for the sake of having Cam against the Chiefs down the road? <laughs> That's 40% is pretty good. Okay, so we'll see how that all shakes out. I I can't see him doing that. That's just that's too far for Belichick even who's, who's done all sorts of things in his day. The the guy lives for breaking the rules, but I, I, that's just such a crazy conspiracy. (laughs) So anyway, any better than that, (laughs) not in these days, uh, 855-212-4227. That's how you joined the show. 855-212-4227. I'm Vince Quinn. You can join the show on Twitter at it's Vince Quinn. It's all one word. It's it's Vince Quinn. Now, When we come back, as Cam tests positive and leads to this crazy conspiracy theory, as a member of the Chiefs tests positive, as a uh, a member of the Saints tests positive, as you have all of those teams, all of those players testing positive Titans, cases everywhere, what about the possibility of a false positive? Let's talk about that on the other side. Keep it right here.